And I, for one, welcome our new gentlemen, overlords. Who? 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 Now that's a team I can work with. I love it. I love bringing people together. How we doing? Hey everybody, welcome to the Gentleman Overlords. I'm Andrew. I'm Max. I'm Robert. And unlike a James Cameron movie, the reason that didn't play is because I forgot to turn a little knobby. What? <laughs> the no- the knobby? <laughs> uh-huh. So, uh, wait, are you planning on leaving about 10 seconds of empty <laughs> No, I know. Yeah. No, and... Can you bleep, and can you bleep be- what you just said? <laughs> yeah. And guys, just like a... What did he say? We'll never know. Must have been really problematic. Really offensive. Yeah. How you guys doing? Canceled. I'm doing good. Yeah. We took a week off. We did. I. I. Well. We hey. needed it. We needed it. Yeah. We all yeah. recharged. We um, went to a an isolated mountain re- uh, retreat. Re- release. Couples. Couples retreat. <laughs> it was a release. G- it was a release of a new mountain. We got to and, front row tickets. And we all got a release. If you know what I mean, from each other. <laughs> Now, guys, don't be so coy. You covered for me because mm. I, frankly, was getting ready to go out of town, and I was I was stressing about the time. Ah, so don't worry about it. You you did me a solid. Nah, nah, and it was nah. great. I had a great time in Vancouver, Washington. <laughs> yeah. And we can update that for whatever time we re-air this episode and whatever place I went instead. Yeah. Uh, Max, how about you? How was your How was your week off? It was good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Know what to say about it? It was a good week. Yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot of fun things happen. Hey, <laughs> wow. isn't that the truth? We're all we're all tiptoeing around our uh, Super Tuesday. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> we're great. Everything's great. Um, no, but for real, it's it's good to see you guys again. Hey, nice to see you guys yeah. too. Yeah, and, and Andrew, uh, in your time uh, between episodes, oh, oh. Happy birthday. Hey. Thanks. Happy belated. Thanks. 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 To a, you're a, finally a, a true gentleman overlord. Yeah. Now the that gentleman I've, age. Yeah. Now that I've gotten over that hump of 35. Yep. That's it. That's it. That's the one. And Robert, it's coming for you any day now. No. Any please. Day. I don't want to be a gentleman, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still a baby overlord. Max, it looks like you were going to say something. I just forgot how old I was. Oh, <laughs> that happened to me before. Like I was. It, wait, you okay? So you're no longer 35. You're 36. 36, so correct? Okay, yeah. So yeah. Never mind. Yeah. I, I was on. I mean, you were at his yeah. party, so I'm yeah. sure you. I'm sure you stopped by and you were like I confirmed I his age. <laughs> I wish I could have sorry, Andrew. Oh, no, you had God. a you had an important thing to to do. I was I was you. Oh, Andrew was like got lit and he was just going off on you. I was, was like insane. I was Absolutely. jumping on the yeah. table and I was like, at least Max is gonna show up. Up and that's all I can yeah. hang my and head we're on like, tonight. Okay, Andrew, calm down, calm down. I don't down. care. There's families here. here. <laughs> Max is showing up, and that's all I care about. I'm closing this place out. You stay open. He's coming. <laughs> He's coming. It'll be any second now. Um, if no, I could, fun. I would. No, you had an important thing to do. So I, was, I, I hold no ill will towards you whatsoever for not coming to my fucking and birthday. We'll talk about it off the podcast. Yes. <laughs> we will uh, pause the podcast for a second, and we will talk about it. And we're back. <laughs> Ouch, my my throat hurts a little bit from uh, not screaming at Max. Ouch, my throat hurts a little <laughs> bit from not being punched in the throat. <laughs> uh, well, guys, let's get into some of these ding-dang...
don't you forget about me. Look my way, girl. Something breakfast. Movies we've seen. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We don't, we don't have any X-Men fans here tonight. So oh, no. No, don't. Uh, don't. Like- don't be teased. Queued up right after. Um, movies we've seen, guys. What do you got? Uh, I saw quite a few. Oh. Um, I watched Attack the Block again. Great movie. Mm-hmm. If, you ha- if you haven't seen it, check it out. It's got John Boyega, and he's fighting off aliens that hit some London block. It's really good. Check it yeah. out. I also watched Dirty Rotten Scoundrels again. It's a funny movie. It's a classic. You're talking about the new one, The Hustle, right? With. Uh, 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 Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson, yeah. I did watch that one. Oh, you did? I did. Oh, yeah. How I was I that? Talked about it on another podcast. Uh, I don't remember. It, it, um, it wasn't too shabby, but it does it does not hit the same highs that the uh, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. Did. I love in the original Dirty Rotten Scoundrels when uh, 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 Michael Caine is hiding in the garbage wearing a black dress, and he says, "Trash, <laughs> trash dress. You, you did it again." <laughs> My favorite scene. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Dirty Run Scoundrel, sorry. Yeah, good, good stuff. Uh, yeah, I do prefer it to the, uh, the Hustle. Okay, okay. But the Hustle's not all bad. I also watched Baby Driver. That was uh, one that I hadn't seen. Oh, uh, you hadn't seen that? No. What do yeah. you think? Uh, I liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah. It was weird having Un- Kevin Spacey Unfortunate in it. Kevin Spacey calling someone baby. Yeah. Calling yeah. young boy baby. But other than that. Yeah. Other than that, really awesome. Great yeah. soundtrack. Great cast. Of, amazing soundtrack. Yeah. Yeah. I wish yeah. they could just like reshoot his scenes with, with uh, Christopher Plummer. Christopher Plummer. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. watch the movie with Christopher Plummer filter. Yeah. yeah. Release the Plummer cut. <laughs> <laughs> Augmented reality. <laughs> Uh, and then I also watched uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Ah. Have you not seen that either? I had not seen that one. No. I'm surprised. You, I mean, of, uh, of my friends, I guess, like, I consider you the person I would think would go see a Tarantino movie. Hmm. Is that a slight? That, yeah, that almost sounds like an insult coming from you. Yeah. You piece of shit, Robert. You would never see a Tarantino movie. Uh, oh, no, I just, like, I, I think, like. I'm more likely to see a Brad Pitt movie, and I still didn't ah. see it. Um, hmm. But uh, I I it was I a just, disappointment. I think it oh. might have surpassed Death Proof as being my least favorite Tarantino. Wow! Wow! I thought it was fairly boring, and even though Brad Pitt took his shirt off, and even though he had a dog in it, uh, I still didn't really enjoy oh, the movie wow. too much. Wow! Uh, I also had no idea what what the movie was when I went in there. Mm. I thought it was just going to be Brad Pitt. And, and wh- where is there? Where hmm? did you go into? My house. Oh, okay. <laughs> in, into the movie. Into the universe. <laughs> Into yeah. the unknown. Yeah, I mean, it would be an unpleasant universe to live in, for sure. Hollywood? Uh, mm-hmm. At that time, and specifically on the, the ranch, that creepy ranch would be bad. Ah, I see, I see. <laughs> yeah, see, I knew nothing about that whole, what story they I think some people were confused because they didn't know if it was supposed to be based, just, you know, it's a, uh, a story not about real people. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think mm-hmm. no, some people weren't making the connection of Manson and the, sure. the cult and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I sure wasn't yeah. uh, until, until the end and all that. Sure. Uh, I wish they hadn't had the the pit bull go nuts. Mm. I think Mr. Worldwide shows up in the pit bull. The <laughs> oh, <laughs> he did an original song for uh, <laughs> Once Upon a Time. Um, yeah, I had no idea. Who yeah, but she was about. such a sweetie the rest of the movie, and that's not a that that's, does, why that's wish, not bad about her. She's, I wish no, I know, but that's yeah. my point. Is sure, just keep her sweet. Like pit bulls don't have to be vicious attack dogs at yeah. you know any point in the movie. You can just have a pit bull being a great dog. Yeah. 
Anna so, Gray Rapper. There is another cut where she's not in that scene at all. It's just Brad Pitt running around beating people up. Horribly. <laughs> uh, yeah, enjoying I, it too would, much on mushrooms or I, whatever. Yeah. I, I would prefer that more. Hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. I just wanted more Brad Pitt shirtless and hanging out with uh, washed up Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> uh, that would have been a fun movie. I didn't need any murders. I didn't need any, like, weird shit going on. Yeah. And I didn't need slow driving scenes either. That's <laughs> why you like Baby Driver. Yeah, I like the dressing. They would dre- they dressed some of the L.A. streets in the old restaurants. Yeah, that was cool. I, I could tell Quentin Tarantino was pretty proud of himself for that. It, that's what it felt like when I was watching. I mean, you're not. Wrong. I mean, sure, you you're not I, wrong. I think you get that from every Quentin Tarantino yeah, movie. Yeah. He's uh, he's a little proud of everything he's he does, loves. Yeah. and, and the, sometimes justifiably, <laughs> but other times, yeah. yeah. So it did. It, it did have a, a few of those scenes where uh, dialogue was just Tarantino coming sure. out of a five year old girl or something. Yeah, it's just all right. Let's get this over with. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she was. Get back to Brad Pitt with the shirt off. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, hey, does he take his shirt off in a Ad Astra? Have you seen that? I'm gonna watch it at sometime soon, but I had to take a break after uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm. It was such a disappointment. <laughs> so I've been watching some other stuff. I, I watched Us. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. What'd you think? First time on that too. Uh, yeah. First time. Uh, well first time for most of it and mm. 20 minutes of it i watched on a plane before and and then thought the, i should be the watching the beginning this. or the ending the beginning <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just watch the ending no, the epi- w- yeah she gets the epilogue that explains what huh. happened <laughs> yeah. yeah no i just watched the beginning and then thought i shouldn't be watching this on an airplane i yeah. should be able to hear everything that's going on and all that so um th- i don't even know if it was 20 minutes it might have been 10 yeah but uh i i liked it um i didn't I don't think I liked as much as Get Out. Um, yeah, I didn't either. Uh, but for a horror movie, it was watchable, uh, where I don't like a whole lot of horror movies. Wait, did I misunderstand? What Which movie did you say you saw? Us. Us. Oh, I for some reason I th- for some reason I thought you said her. <laughs> 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 I swear to God, in my brain, did I hear it wrong? You did. Wow. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I, I thought you said her, and I was like, oh, first time. Okay, that's a little older, Walking yeah. Phoenix. And also, he's like, <laughs> comparing to a Jordan Peele movie, like, yeah. what? And then he's like, he's like, for a horror movie, and I was like, I mean, I guess the some of the <laughs> it's technological, a little, yeah. yeah. And also, I am uh, so Chris sorry. Pratt's mustache is a bit of a horror in that movie. I mean, everyone, yeah, that's a future of pastels and mustaches. I apologize. Continue now that I know what you're talking about. Well, thank, <laughs> oh thanks God. for the apology because I was pretty offended <laughs> by that. He was so, pissed. Yeah, I, I was so you. I think you saw the confusion pass over my face. Yeah, I was like <laughs> watching you. You were just like, what? You, you were trying so hard to like, what is it's the connection together, here? Yes. Uh, uh, yeah. Sorry. Continue. What are you? So, uh, so yeah, it's just kind of about this guy uh, who has uh, like a Siri-like app that um, <laughs> <laughs> eventually, you know, surpasses humanity. No, her her was great, um, but uh, us was pretty good. I did like it for a horror movie. That's that's kind of uncommon. Yeah, that's high praise from you for a horror movie. Yeah, I yeah. think you liked like, it too. Yeah, yeah, well-made movie, but it had a lot of questions. I think at the end, I was just like, it's not a perfect. How do, yeah, how yeah. does that work? How are they? You know, uh, there's. It, then the starting, it's like there's a lot of tunnels. So keep in mind that there's some yeah. tunnels, and then it doesn't really explain any of the logistics. I, I think but, like I I want to rewatch it again because I know that was a big complaint of mine when the movie was over. Is that like. I think it relies too much on the atmosphere of the movie to kind of like yeah. it kind of plows over what is I think I at least I remember it being like um, plot like plot traffic cones. They just sort of like plow through them with the advantage of having like a very tense movie. So you're not really thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. And so by the end, I was just sort of when I started thinking about it, I was like, wait, 
What? That doesn't hold yeah. up. Very, yeah. I, yeah. It's it's forgivable for me because I think like it's a it's a cool concept and like the actual like logistics of like everyone's matching outfits and coordination across the America and forming a chain uh, that also represents the commercials of the book. Like there's just a lot of things that like are more like a movie and less about like the world of the movie. Yeah. But mm-hmm. man, some good stuff. Tim Heidecker in that. Yeah. It's a great, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, so everyone, everyone did a great job, but Lapita was robbed. Lapita should have been nominated. I think. Oh yeah. She, for she was great in the movie. Mm-hmm. Dual yeah. role. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. I also watched birds of prey, the fantabulous. Oh, emancipation you did. Of the Harley, Harley Quinn. Quinn. Uh, of one Harley Quinn. Birds oh, of, what's it, what is it called now? Birds of Prey, Harley Quinn? Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn, Birds, Birds of, Prey. of Prey. Yeah, I should have said that one. <laughs> I, didn't, I have no, no idea what you're talking about. Uh, what it, What do you think? Or should we talk about it? Uh, let's not. But I will say I did like it better than I thought I would. That's, okay. That we'll, we'll leave it at that. Sure. All right. Okay. And then uh, most recently I watched The King's Speech. That was uh, uh, for the first time. Ah. It was pretty good. Pretty good. Cool. I liked it. Emotional. Yeah. Uh, had an had a impact. Yeah. And that was it. Cool. Great. Robert? Boy, let's see what I watched. Uh, I'm trying to remember because I feel like I might have fudged my list up and I put stuff on here that I talked about last time. It's been a minute. Did I talk about Rocket Man? I think so. Yes. watched Rocket Man. Alita Battle Angel. I watched let's, that again. Let's just say We've yes. talked about yes, that. Yes, we have. I know these are new then. Nino Kuni, which is an anime no, no, movie. No, you talked about that one already. No. <laughs> Max. It's a it It's funny cuz the video game looks That's what I was going to say. Miyazaki-ish. Are you going to talk about a, a movie or a And this game? preceded the oh, anime version, okay. which is also not like a direct. It's also one of those things where it's like, remember there was like a Final Fantasy anime movie back in the day, but it wasn't like based on a particular one. It wasn't like FF7 not animated. The Spirits Within. No, I'm talking about like it was called like the Crystal Secrets, and it was like a two-part VHS. I bought it. I would rent it at a blockbuster, but it wasn't based around any particular one game. It was just like these are characters in the thing, and there's a crystal at some point. And we call it Final Fantasy. This so be our next episode. <laughs> the mystery Final Fantasy anime that Rob made up. Um, so it was it, it evokes that, and the the anime was kind of like you have a a kind of a a dual dimension and like a copy on the other side that's doing something, and because they save these two kids transport from our world to that world and save a princess, the girl that they're friends with in the other universe that isn't a princess, just like a normal person, like is like gonna die so like there's this these two friends kind of like shift because they don't both of them are kind of like on the opposite side of like if you save one of them the other one's saved or you have to try and save both of them even if it seems uh impossible but i I really liked it and it's like i think netflix it's a netflix original but i think they're just you know producing and Mm -hmm. kind of making a lot of stuff like that now um Rigsby Bear? Did I mention that it's on? I'd seen that. I, you mm-hmm. either texted us about it, or I don't know if you mentioned. it I on think the I did pod. because I was like, that was something I just had seen and was like, hey, yeah. I'd seen this. Man, it, I really enjoyed it. It's uh, Kyle Mooney who's on SNL. Um, it's Mark Hamill, and um, oh god, oh, I forget the other actor's name. If you wanted to look it up, but oh, there's a there's a couple god. other good folks in it. But basically, and it happens very quick in the starting. Kyle Mooney is like obsessed with this show called Brigsby Bear. Every inch of his room is covered in stuff about it. He writes projects about it and chats online with people on this little like super old school computer and lives in like a weird biodome out in the middle of the desert. What's the... What's Are the, you talking about Greg Kinnear? 
Yes, Greg Kinnear is like the cop. Or Andy Samberg or Matt Walsh. Matt Walsh is his fa- is the father. Um, and they live in this biodome where he can go and look outside with Mark Hamill, his father. Good movie, dude. Yeah, I was like, I've seen and, this uh, one. <laughs> and but he's never allowed to leave. And then one day he puts on the gas mask and sneaks out and sits on the roof and just kind of hangs out. And then he sees like these police cars coming and the thing gets raided and he finds out that, and he, you know, this is all he's known is that he was kidnapped when he was a kid and just raised by these people. And then told that this show that everyone in the world loves Brigsby bear is something that everyone watches. And that's why he chats with people. But Every day, his dad would go and make a new episode, uh-huh. or you know, make a couple episodes, and then bring back a tape for him. So, like, he assumed also everyone would be able to connect with him and how obsessed he is, but like, no one's ever seen it before. And mm. it's an interesting concept. It's it's like kind of cringy, like because like the way he hasn't interacted with people and doesn't know certain things. Um, but it, it's still a comedy, and it's still and it's also touching. And I really enjoyed it. It was a weird. It's a very weird concept, but I really, I really liked how it all played out. Hmm. I, would, I would definitely recommend it. Yeah. Um, I watched a good chunk when I was in uh, Vancouver, Canada, falling asleep. I, have, I haven't heard of that movie. <laughs> a uh, good chunk. When I was, yeah, a good chunk. The sequel to Goonies um, was Jack the Giant Slayer. Did you guys heard of that? Oh, the Nicholas Houch. Yes. Movie. Okay. Yes. Which was like interesting looking kind of like there was like the I don't know it seemed like a story that didn't need to be retold it was the perfect like have on in the hotel room before you go to sleep yeah (laughs) it was just like I feel like I watched like three-fourths of it the main bad giant has like a smaller dorkier head and I was like that should have been one of the other giants that's like the comedy relief giant not the super intimidating giant should be like the scarier uglier one not like the silly head one yeah too um, so major points off for oh. me on Jack the Giant Slayer. Gotta go. Um, yeah, gotta dock it eight out of ten. I did rewatch. I dox it. Get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> I doxed. We're the, canceling. Yeah. I did rewatch John Carter, uh, uh, the Disney movie, the epic flop. The of epic John Carter. flop that they couldn't figure out the title and what it was going to be called. Blah blah. But I thought it was. I thought it was like fine on a rewatch. It was fun. Yeah. Um, the main character is kind of like, kind of a little too badass. Like. Well, my name's John Carter, and I'm just here to get back to Earth. I don't uh-huh. care about your. But it's fun, and like the concept. Have you seen it all? No. Yeah. He like in back in like post Civil War finds his cave and gets teleported to Mars, and on there because of the d- different gravity, no no oxygen problem, of course. Yeah. But he can like leap and has kind of like heightened strength. They even call him like the one who jumps. I think I I I mean I remember the trailer, but I yeah. more remember the. Uh, online spoof that somebody made a Sean Carter of Mars, which is <laughs> Jay Z superimposed over John Carter, which is very funny. Yeah, his rhymes go further, and the... and just like one of the yeah, like while he's fighting him, saying, "Uh, what is the line? I'll slash you, like movie producer, like a movie director. <laughs> yeah. Slash I'll you shoot, actors, shoot like at you. shoot, shoot at you, you actors, like movie directors. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I I thought it was good a good rewatch. I I liked it. It's not. It's not uh, definitely, yeah, it definitely was like a flop, but I don't know. It's a shame because I feel like it was kind of fun to see this weird pulp kind of. Yeah, I want more of that uh, strange um, sci-fi based on some of the older, older comics. Yeah. Like 
I, I could do it with a, a Flash Gordon comeback or something. Kind of, yeah, it, that's what it reminds correctly. you of. Yeah. The thing I also liked is that the first aliens he kind of runs into are not sympathetic because they're like nice looking like the navi or something like they're green and hey. tall and gangly and they have this the big, yeah they have these tusks and they're kind of have they have no nose and they're just kind of like kind of like they kind of look like weird aliens and you still feel bad for them because by the end you kind of realize where they're coming from and yeah i, yeah. I, I dug that uh, i was instantly attracted to them so uh, yeah hey I don't, yeah. different strokes for different folks from definitely different, different strokes if you know what i'm talking about um uh, there's something else I saw. I'll talk about that later. And then uh, the last thing I saw was uh, Mr. America. Hey. Hey. I also saw that. Well, that's a perfect transition. Yeah. If you wanted to. And since we were about talking about well. Tim Heidecker earlier, yes, I do have something to say about this movie. Uh oh. And that's that. Where's where's which one's my camera? <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Josh London is that his name? The director. Yes. Of this hit job on Tim. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable what this uh, con man did to Tim's. Tim's uh, uh, run for DA and uh, reputation, reputation, all these things, uh, <laughs> just a just a total hit job. Um, I recommend people do not watch this on Hulu. Uh, you, it's available on Hulu. I'd recommend you don't watch it because of what he does to to Tim. You can see by the end of the movie that this was not supposed to ever see the light of day, and that that he obviously rigged this to make Tim look bad. And probably I, cost him the election. It, I mean, honestly probably cost him the election and i just think like in this era of politics this is the kind of stuff we're putting on the air and that's that's all i'll say and i think josh should be in jail and tim should take his rightful place as da of san bernardino and honestly the da of the world lock him up lock, lock yeah him lock him perfect. up yes um robert what'd you think of mr america uh i thought it was great uh as a uh an expose on the uh, uh, tilting uh, loyalties of uh, documentarians. Uh-huh. Um, no, but honestly, I think I, I watched it on your recommendation. I actually just went and saw. Yeah, I recommended it as it, you know, if you were to, you have to view it as a mockumentary just because yes. of how much of a, uh, uh, you they, know, they were making a documentary, but they accidentally made the ultimate mockumentary. That's correct. Um, I had recently seen Tim and Eric on tour. Uh, no. Uh, statement from Tim during that tour about, That's fair. That's about fair. this, but he was trying to be professional. Uh, the tour was great, by the way. It yeah. was uh, excellent. I've seen them on tour a couple of times. Uh, really good. Yeah. And yes, Mr. America, you recommended it. Uh, I enjoyed it. Ironically. Yeah. 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 Um, and hopefully all this subtext plays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you could view this as a, as what it could be, which yeah. is a, a mockumentary, uh, there's there's some very funny scenes in it. Um, it's about Tim running for DA of San Bernardino. Mm-hmm. I was happy and that they did si- they did kind of like cover the stuff that you wouldn't have been caught up with if you hadn't watched on cinema. Yeah, and kind of all yeah. the, the 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 years of stuff that he's been doing. Yeah, so. there's a there's a part where he's so he's running against this fictitious DA in San Bernardino, and he's going around to these different like restaurants with this like slogan he has. It's um, Rosetti is the name of the DA. Mm-hmm. And so he, the nickname he comes up from, Tim plays this like ostensibly like a Trump-like politician. And the reason why he's going after Rossetti is Rossetti was the DA who oversaw his trial where he allegedly murdered 20 people at a, at a, like a concert he put on. Mm -hmm. And so like a, like a fake fire festival that he had put together Mm -hmm. and a bunch of people died at this from vapes that he developed. Yeah. (laughs) Gotcha. So, um, 
God, he, the, the backstory in this is yeah, so dense. So he's running against Rossetti. He comes up with the nickname Rossetti the Rat. And mm. so he's putting these signs in different restaurants that says, says we have a rat problem. <laughs> and, like, nowhere on it does it say, like, you know, uh, Rossetti, you know, vote Rossetti out. It just says, we have a rat problem. And then, like, Tim Heidecker for DA or, like, TimHeidecker.com on the bottom. So just in big, bold letters, we have a rat problem. And he'd ask if he could put it up in the windows. And I think, like... He truly only had one restaurant that was, he was like, no, I understand. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I could see where you would misunderstand that. Yeah. <laughs> then he's like, he's like, people should be proud because it's like, if you say that, it's like, you you know you have it under control. <laughs> you know you have a rat problem. <laughs> <laughs> a problem doesn't mean you have it under control. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's, it was very funny. Uh, um, I thought Rossetti was the guy who, uh, that I thought he was a mole. I thought he reset your progress in Animal Crossing. Oh, oh man. Wow. Bleh. Bleh. Um. I'm doing I what I can. I have no idea what this thing is. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's a very funny mockumentary that's on Hulu. Tim Heidecker has like so many like versions of himself depending on the offshoot he's doing. Like the thing they did at the live show was Kim, uh, Tim's Kitchen Tips. Have you uh-huh. seen, you've seen yeah. that? Yeah. Which is just like a little four or five part series online where Tim way, Heidecker. I- whoa. Tim Heidecker makes a recipe and then ends up adding the sponsor's mustard, Pissman's mustard. So like he'll make like a, a nice like dressing and we'll do a, a shitty job, usually like slopping it on the table and stuff. And then he's like, now of course like a couple jars of Pissman's mustard and then everything ends up tasting like mustard. That's the joke, but it's quite funny. And the fact that I got to see it live, man, yeah, so good. Yeah. That's what a giant theater was built for. It was like a little cooking show. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's always been different every time, and I, I'm really glad I got yeah. to see that. We drove past it. I forgot it was happening that night, and we drove past. Pull over! Uh, yeah. We're not going to dinner with our friends anymore. We're going to Tim. And, and we could have <laughs> gone to dinner. Apparently, Tim's cooking on stage. Hey, there you go. Dang it. Um, well, I, I say like we... like mustard. I say we <laughs> skip the TV shows we've seen and put that on the Patreon. Yeah, yeah, sure. A little tease for y'all. Check out the Patreon to get our thoughts on TV. But let's get right into this movie we saw. And I think you guys are going to like the theme song. By the way, how bad were the Academy Awards this year? Did you see it? Boo, we liked Parasite. And the winner is what a they, movie they from South Korea. What the hell was that all about? <laughs> we got enough problems with South Korea with trade. On top of it, they give him the best movie of the year. Was it good? I don't know. That'll do. I'm looking for like, where, where, let's get Gone with the Wind. Can we get like Gone with the Wind back, please? Back? Okay, enough, enough, <laughs> enough, Sunset enough, enough. Boulevard. God damn. <laughs> also, not a chance he's ever seen Sunset Boulevard. Not a chance. He's seen and enjoys Citizen Kane. Right. And and According like almost, <laughs> almost understood uh, the Don parallels uh, to his own life. Uh, fuck it. Don't want to talk about that shit. Um, but the movie we saw, hey, I do want to talk about that. <laughs> Parasite. I can't believe it won. I'm with <laughs> <Trump>. <laughs> it was my favorite movie of the year. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I avoided so much of what is like plot stuff about this movie. Like, mm-hmm. I knew generally that it was about like class, uh, you know, class, and. I had no concept of what the plot was going to be going into watching it. I watched it today and I've avoided, you know, majority of like spoilers and, you know, like what to expect mm-hmm. from the movie. Like a lot of people told me it's not a horror movie. So I knew not to expect like people, you know, like, you know, somebody like creepily like crawling on the walls or something. Mm-hmm. But, and I think like, you know, we, we sort of 
non-spoilerly talked about it with Bjorn when he was here. And I don't remember who was on pod or not, but he was, we were talking about uncut gems being like this very stressful movie. Mm-hmm. And he was like, people are like, Oh, parasite's so stressful. And he's like, oh, you should go see uncut gems. If you yes. think that's, and, and I think part of it is I watched it at home and not in the theater. I think if I'd oh. seen this movie in theaters, I would have probably been much more on the edge of my seat, especially yeah. mm-hmm. certain scenes yeah. later on. I know what you're, yeah. Um, and I'm trying to be as vague as possible. We'll get into spoilers, but in case you haven't seen parasite, sure. like go see it. It's now available for rent. Um, yeah, I'd say let's just do spoilers from here on out. Well, yeah, I just, I just, okay. if you haven't seen it, I don't want yeah. like to load you up with like stuff to expect from the plot. Sure. Um, but I think like watching it at home, it wasn't as tense as it probably would have been watching in theaters. Mm-hmm. That being said, very tense movie, mm-hmm. um, and some very interesting scenes, which we can get into right now. But it also really spent spends most of its time not very stressful that you you just kind of uh you're enjoying their family and and the the stuff that they're they're doing with that i mean whose whose family are you enjoying because like ultimately you the the protagonist of the movie is this family that sort of grows to like con this rich family sure Mm -hmm. and like not that they are like they're obviously doing it out of desperation of being. They're not evil, but they're opportunistic. But that's also like part of like their station. They're they want something better for themselves, and they right. think that they can move up without. Like they're not. Yeah, it, it's interesting. It's, there's it, a it's lot a, of there's a, a lot of. Angles. I mean, it's a very. Uh, it's a very complicated movie with like complicated protagonists where that you don't like. They're not the. They're not giving you always like the most heroic scenes with these people. They're not given the most altruistic reasons to, you know, do these things. They're not getting revenge on a family that once like slighted them or something. They're just Mm -hmm. taking advantage of a rich family, which is also not, you know, like they're not hurting this family by making them think that they're different people. Right. But, you know, they are trying to get by in this world that has looked them by and doesn't create, they create their own opportunities that were not given to them and not available to them. And so you're, you're presented these people as protagonists, even though I don't think what they're doing is necessarily all that great. I mean, they, I mean, outside of, we can get into it too, but outside of, outside of like sort of adopting these roles to, to be, you know, in their orbit and, and as a, an entire unit be part of their daily lives, right. they're then taking down, you know, like the housekeeper. Right. And kind Pe- of like the getting, other driver. Yes, and, exactly. Yeah. They're kind of, there there are casualties and these people were, you know, as it turns out in, in, in one particular case too, like weren't so much better off and were struggling themselves. So yeah. it's a, it's a cycle and um, I think that's a, I mean, that they present, I think, a third level of the class structure in this, in this movie where you have the Park family, which is the, the rich family on mm-hmm. top. And then I, or I, I apologize, I forget the name of the, of the family that we follow for most of the movie. But yeah, I didn't watch it today. So I yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You Who did? Yeah. Any of us? Mm. Um, <clears throat> but the, you have that family that's sort of living by their means and then find a way to get to infiltrate this the park family. And then as you find out, there's a, I, I think like a lower on the totem pole family and sometimes literally lower, <laughs> um, <laughs> that they sort of envy the, 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 the family that we're following throughout the movie. 
and sort of like like our the family that we're following kind of looks down on these people mm-hmm. you know for their their lower class structure as well i thought they did a great job with that the uh the two like lower class families uh battling it out and and just like going yeah. after each other to get uh anything right the scraps of the rich essentially and um just tearing each other apart and the i like, kim family, like the by fact the way. that kim. the yeah. kim family um i like the fact that the the guys in the basement too pretty much worship the rich, rich yeah. family as if like everything that they had the what measly like uh tiny cot they had that like that it came from them even though the rich family was not aware of them there but they were just kind of uh worshiping these people who kind of not necessarily put them in the situation they're in but are living in excess while these people are have so little so very yeah. little and so i mean <clears throat> obvious parallels it, it was i mean for how obvious the movie was in in what it was trying to say there's a lot I of layers it, 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 yeah yeah it, it did a good job of layering it and a yeah. good job of uh making it work yeah and and not being not feeling ham-fisted despite the fact that everything was just kind of like these are the extremely poor these are the maybe somewhat middle class yeah. and then these are the ultra rich and, it, and it's easy to say it's with. it's rich and poor and then you go another layer and say it's like the striation in in economic classes and then you have like yeah kind of the uh like i said like it doesn't feel like either of them are evil but there's there is a level of disdain and lack of empathy that they have for one another, especially mm-hmm. by the end of the movie where it really escalates. Um, and there's a lot of things. This is definitely a movie I've benefited from. And Andrew, since you saw it today, a lot of stuff you can look up online, just some really great little things in the movie. Like I like it. It charms me. I love their little, their little house, their little apartment, yeah. uh, the Kim family. And, you know, they sit around and when their friend come in, that uh, their son's friend comes and visits, they're kind of embarrassed. Oh, we're only having our dinner. And they're all, they've all popped these beers, these kind of cheap Korean beers. And later in the movie, as one or two of them get the jobs and are starting to move up, their little, their beers that they're all popping and they're still kind of big, corny, kind of big beers that they're, but they're all drinking together and they're getting better. The actual beers that yeah. they're buying are becoming better, better uh, brands. And even the noodle dish that's kind of such a, a focal point of one particular scene is a scene with like, you know, I've read in an article where it's like the ramen element and the noodle element of it is something that poor people would be able to make. And then the steak and the stuff in it, that's actually this nicer ingredient is sort of that co-opting of a dish that's popular for them yeah. and then made for, for someone richer. So there's some, there's some cool stuff in there. Um, like yeah, you said, Max, it, it's simple on the surface with kind of a lot of nuance too. Yeah. Yeah. I think and like for me, you know, it's like I would love to compliment everybody's acting in it, but mm-hmm. because it's a it is a Korean uh language movie, like to me everybody's acting good in it. You know, like everybody's acting well. But I don't know that like I can't compare it to other Korean spoken movies. So like oh. to me everybody's turning I, in a good performance. I, yeah, I think it's really hard to pick up some nuance yeah some, some of the nuance right in a foreign film where, yeah. where you don't know the language you don't know exactly how that word should be delivered right versus how it is delivered right and so yeah you, you i sometimes in korea it's considered like the hackiest <laughs> like, uh, like, well americans love this oh my god 
I sometimes thought that about like the weeaboo anime nerds where they're yeah. like, oh yeah, it's better in Japanese. I'm like, that's just because you don't, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. you don't get that they're right. also and, I mean, acting kind and of. And terrible. sometimes du- there are so, some bad dubs for yeah. sure, but yeah, yeah. I'm glad. I mean, I'm really right glad this movie was not dubbed. Have you? S- mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and the other the other thing I was worried about is there's someone in a year or two doing a remake just an american remake. well yeah yeah i think it's i mean it is adam mckay and bong joon ho doing it together so it's not shit. yeah um yeah what, i what i'm a little just, what if they just watched paris site i think i mean the what the, if it wins again what year? i what i read about it is that it's going to be like an hbo limited series oh, okay and that it would be more like 40 year not, not necessarily um <laughs> uh, not necessarily a remake but more like it like investigating like some of the more like what they weren't able to do in the movie because they only had two hours. Like they go to a, like, an American baseball game. There at we point. go. Yeah. Does this take place in America? Uh, the ne- remake? Neo Man- yeah. Neo Manhattan. I think so because I think it's like the rumored people are uh, Mark Ruffalo and Tilda Swinton. I just don't see how that could oh work. My God. So I guess, Hey, with Tilda Swinton, it could take wait, wait, place. Mark in Ruffalo and Tilda Swinton are like the rich couple. Come on. I just made a fucking joke. You uh-huh. piece of shit. Uh-huh. I said, with Tilda Swinton in it, it could take place in Asia. Oh, shit. Yeah. With Charlie's so, Theron so as Marvel every other character. And Scarlett Johansson as her sister. Um, take that whitewashing. Yeah. But I just don't see that how this could take place in America, the land of equality. I just don't <laughs> I see that. Right. Yeah, there's no, I, yeah. It's not that you couldn't structure. tell a story about class, It, but it also feels like I'm probably missing out on some particular societal commentary because it's a korean movie because of the particular structure of that you know there was like cg in this too like when they're running down the alleyway and it's all flooded and raining Uh that night that's only like a set like a couple buildings back and then it's all like alleyway that they cg and i was like this is the exact example of like you would never notice they were able to make this look like a giant neighborhood instead of. But when that set. hulking uh, water monster came plowing through yeah. the side of the building, that was. I, I mean, the those... mythological stuff with the water demon was weird, but I don't. I don't know enough hey. about that culture. Stuff. Hey. <laughs> I think that's the best CGI when you just when you don't notice it and when it's just kind of used to enhance. I, I thought. Make, I thought that Kappa was real. It has nothing to do with the plot. It has nothing like it's just mm-hmm. like it's enhancing the scene. Like yeah. Mad Max did that too where it's like you look at a shot and it's like oh they added more uh, rocks on the side of the road. Yeah. yeah. Okay. R- rather than doing like the focal point of the scene being completely Because it has to be dynamite otherwise. Yeah. yeah exactly. I, I did like uh, or if I mentioned Alita like I did want like I do feel like the main character especially you get used to as time goes on but it's still jarring when you first see it mm-hmm. because it's a weird choice to make her especially none of the other CG robotic people look quite like her. Yeah, but I and that's even, that's like the, well. the cream of the crop, right? That's the person. It's pretty good, especially since everything else it is CG still looks great. Like that that scene that reminds me of Redline, like the the whole like race in the in the uh, stadium is so cool. I love um, it. One of the things I was gonna bring up one point that has nothing to do with like the actual movie itself. I just thought it was interesting that mm-hmm. uh, two movies I think get compared to each other because of their heightened sense of like tension mm-hmm. is uncut gems and parasite oh. both having to do with like a mythical rock that is bestowed upon wow. the main characters i mean there's you know did you also catch that um the sun is bludgeoned near the end of the movie yeah. with the rock but it's hollow 
it wasn't like a real rock that they had been given uh-huh. because it floats when you see it in the in their apartment. Yeah. So like it was this thing that they were also kind of like coveting. We're like, oh my god, it's this gift from this richer person, and wow, yeah. that's so crazy. And it's like, oh, it's just this knockoff. Right. Maybe like them. They were, yeah. They were fakes all along yeah. too. Um, the other thing I was going to bring up is, um, oh shit, what was I going to say? Fuck. Uh, you had two points. One was a magic rock, like uncut One was gems. A magic. How rock. tense was them under the table? Oh wow, mm-hmm. that I mean, like so For multiple. That was I uh, when I was talking about like scenes that were particularly tense. Like I think that was one yeah. of them where they're under the table, and oh, that was okay. I figured it out. Oh, I remember okay. the other thing. I was I'll bring, I'll bring it up in a sec. But sure. um, they're under the table. The so one night they're all working at the. They're you know they've infiltrated this family. The family decides to go on a camping trip, so they decide they're going to use the house to celebrate. Mm-hmm. And then the old housekeeper shows up, desperate at the door. They never should have opened the freaking door. They never should have opened the door, but that leads to the family coming back because it's raining. So they have this whole like just madness scene where they are trying to get things in the basement and they are trying to hide their party and they are also trying to hide themselves. So they are all hiding under this this table in the living room where the parents have decided to sleep because the son is sleeping outside in a a wigwam and then they start fooling around on the couch which was uh, i watched that scene at the gym and i was like okay i don't think i can continue watching this scene in public because i'm getting a fucking boner yeah um yeah just a a lot and like it was a scene that was like kind of hot and then like there was a family hiding right nearby and you're like like, yeah oh no and then the i think i thought the part that was like a little too unbelievable is the parents wake up because the son, you know, talks in the walkie talkie. Uh, Mr. Kim has like slid his way, like most of the way to the door, to the Uh stairs. And then he's caught like halfway through. There's no way like peripherally, they did not see his, him like just laying on the ground. Maybe, but if you weren't expecting it or looking for it, I, I, I can extend my disbelief a little bit, but I, I know what you it mean. It's just like he was just not enough out of eyesight for me sure. to be like, how did they not? Sure. Like, I, I was expecting the daughter to come in from the other side and get their attention, and that's how he they were going to like get him out of there. Mm-hmm. But they just like went back to sleep, and it was fine. So the thing I was going to bring up is I think there's a couple, and like these matter do not matter to the plot at all. And I think more than anything, I think they're kind of like sort of red herrings to kind of get you thinking a different way but there's a lot of things they bring up in this movie that they don't really pay off you know like when the housekeeper shows up and she looks like she's gotten the shit kicked out of her right Mm -hmm. and then uh when she eventually goes and finds her husband and he asks what happened to you and she says "Uh, don't worry about it i'll tell you later you can't that's sort of like a hanging thing of like what happened to her was it not just the allergy to the peaches that her face was all bloated like it was like she was cut up though like she had like she was like bleeding from her lip and like her eyebrow was cut too. What? So I there's a couple things where like they that. give you like a little thing of like this could be something but because it really does not matter to the plot it's more yeah. like a red herring of like sort of raising the your own like expectations and tensions with the movie. Hmm. And I think it's like I was thinking about it in terms of like is that frustrating and I don't think so. I think it's fine to have a few little hanging. I think like if things. you know, like when a movie says like, "Oh my God, where'd you get this weapon?" They go, "Don't worry about it." That's the sort of stuff that's frustrating because that's like plot stuff. That's like, like Miles Kanata being like, "I'll tell you another in another movie, <laughs> yeah, but how not I the next lightsaber, two, right?" Also, never. Yeah, and so like for them to be like, "What happened to your face?" and she's like, "I'll tell you later," and then you know <laughs> she doesn't, but it doesn't matter the plot. So there's a couple hey, of Parasite things like too. That. Yeah, uh, maybe lost in, the, in, in lost series. in New York. 
the prequel. Uh, yeah, I think it also does. It sets the scene though for for those two to be just basically beat up by the world. Yeah, in general. Yeah, I agree. I like, I, I you know, the housekeeper is done dirty, obviously, by this family, mm-hmm. and the former driver is also done pretty dirty by this family. And oh, when you that say was this family, you should be more clear because I think the, they're the do- Kims they're done dirty by. They're done both, dirty by both, both by both. But yeah. the the Kims are the instigators for both of these characters sure. to have to lose their jobs. Um, the I think the other one that they didn't really ever touch on is like there's a part where Mr. Kim is sort of like a little bit remorseful about the other driver losing his job, and then like you there's kind of like a thing of I wonder if he's doing okay. I bet he found another job. Is it's sort of like that thing you think they might check in with the other driver and then they and never then do. they get oh yeah. Um, yeah. So what are like, what are some scenes you guys really liked from the movie? Is there anything you didn't think particularly worked in the movie? I like when the rich guy gets his belly sliced open. Yeah. That's like a really harrowing scene at the end of Sorry, the movie. Playing footsie with Max. Oh, I love it. Where he kind of, he kind of, he offers to, he offers to pay. He's like, you're my employee employee right now, but like hires him to be like this performer performer at this kid's party and he's already heard him talk about <coughs> that smell i think he says it on the couch when that they're falling a, asleep yeah that was another I, that was another red herring thing that like they i thought was going to be like how they figured out that they were a family sort of that thing they all had the same smell well i think yeah. the little girl says something like they smell all the same yeah or someone said something like that well the, the the little boys yeah that. yeah it smells like yeah and it's interesting because it's sort of like it's also this sort of Im- implication of like it's just like that's what they're like we all know like it's not a poverty thing but like sometimes people's like people in their houses by extension they have well, like he's... a smell they have like a thing and so it was almost like implica- an implication of like where they're from is has yeah. a smell and people like them there's a i think in a that smell. in the scene where they're under the table mr think... park is saying like that's the kind of smell you get from riding on the subway. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I don't like think it was people implied are, at all. I think they definitely said straight out, basically, like they're poor. The smell of they being smell like poor, poor yes. people. And they're on public transportation. Rich people smell better and think that poor people smell like shit. Right. Like, no, that, well, yeah, that's what I was saying. That it, it wasn't a thing of like everyone kind of has like a center, like when you go mm-hmm. to people's homes and stuff like that. It was in, it was implying like it was yeah. more than that. It wasn't specific to them. It was like these kinds of people. Right. Yeah. I thought I thought it was interesting that they kind of dealt with the idea of shifting class, of being able to move from one to the other. The way they were able to get into the house, and it almost seemed like like they were up uh, at the top, looking down at the party happening below, yeah. saying, "These people are so beautiful. Everything they do is so like uh, s- so easy. Like it, everything comes to them simply. They can they look like models, just basically uh, taking a sip. You know, yeah. e- everything that they do is so great." And asking, kind of, could I be, uh, could I in ever this, be could in I, this yeah. world? Yeah. And uh, and it came down to basically like, no, they couldn't. Th- they have that smell to them, right? Yeah. Like that, they r- could never really shake off the uh, the fact that they were poor. And uh, I, I think it's I think it's good. I love yeah. this movie. I really yeah, do I like, did too. Uh, I think it does a great work of the social commentary. Yeah. Of, of uh, the class struggle, the the two families warring that. Like both of them going after each other for to the, gain influence the, for, in this rich 
for the, family. Yeah, for the right to basically exist in a world with these rich people. To, for the right to serve these rich yeah. people, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. And still be looked down on and still be... Right. I and mean, the, we haven't the, really even talked about the insanity of the former housekeeper's husband living underneath the house mm-hmm. almost the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in this bomb or shelter. The, or the son hooking up with their young right. daughter. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I mean, it the, the, the whole thing of the housekeeper's husband living in a bomb, like a bunker that they didn't, weren't even aware existed in their house. That's like how... Well, I think they knew it existed, but covered it up purposefully because like I said, that they, I think she's like, some old houses have these and people, it's like shameful that they right. have these things. Um, oh, and the other thing, the little subplot that ends up paying off is the son thought he saw a ghost yeah. at one point and has mm-hmm. been kind of like... Traumatized. Traumatized. So when, when that husband gets out of the basement and kind of shows up, yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. Like, yeah. I I also think it's interesting that at the end of the movie, at the very end of the movie, uh so the um the Kim, the father of the Kim family, yeah. uh kills the rich dad. Mm. Yeah. And then has to hide underneath the the, the house. house. Yes. But but the Kim family the, or the um the rich family, I forget their names too. Parks. The Parks. The Parks move out. And another rich family moves in, yeah. and, and he's stuck in there, and everyone just shifts place. And basically, like when when they rise up, when they take out the rich person, yeah, another r- rich asshole moves in, right. essentially. Mm-hmm. And it, like the only way that they could move when they tried to move up was down, and they and end up maybe in the basement again. Even sadder is like kind of the the little button on the end of the sun, talking about how like one day I'll. I'll succeed. I'll I'll raise up. We'll I'll get this house, yeah. and then you won't have to hide anymore. You can come back out, and it's like. And he imagines it. He imagines and he imagines it. And he imagines being those people, but somehow he would be different, or, right? Or he would get his, his dad out, and he wouldn't have people that he looked down on yeah, like he, that. He'd buy just, the house to save his his dad. Down yeah, the yeah. But I don't. At what cost? It seems like he's buying into all the stuff that. Yeah. Right. It's, it's a it's a good one. And this it's is a the, real good one. The interesting thing about the. Um, about Trump's comment on the movie because uh-huh. I thought it's it's he in, wouldn't understand it like he's it's, just but it's interesting to see his uh, ego go up against his racism because essentially they made a movie about him about him being a parasite on yeah. his society and then all but then he didn't like he should oh wow they're making a movie about me but then he doesn't like yeah it because well that was he's a, a racist w- bastard funny thing I saw online when someone was complaining when like the night of the Oscars that Parasite had won especially that it had won Best Foreign and shouldn't have been able to win Best Picture. And they hadn't seen Parasite, mind you, but were like, <laughs> what what movie speaks more to America right now than Joker, which is about class and about the poor versus the rich? <laughs> like, th- this doesn't make any sense to me. And it's like, oh, boy, oh boy. you're going to have egg on your face. Um, <laughs> yeah, the I thought they did a very good job of presenting, like, at no point during the movie was, you know, the 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 dad park in the family was he like come and fetch my slippers you know like they were never like outright like the portrait of like rich you know people in america where it's like you know fetch my slippers like it was always this like sort of like snappy comment of you know like sniper comment about like you know people on the subway smell or Mm -hmm. you know like just these things where it's like they're presenting their their arrogance and their class in like very subtle ways it's not like you know they ever like they hit they, they hit the housekeeper yeah. or something yeah they weren't just... super villain rich they weren't they weren't cartoon rich they are or, or evil rich people they yeah. were just like didn't 
think about or care about those right. people. Because so when it came down to it, they were like, oh, you're an employee. In the end, when Mr. Kim stabs Mr. Park, because the entire time he's screaming at Miss, you know, so this whole kerfuffle happens at this party. The uh, the husband of the former housekeeper breaks out of the basement and he stabs, like he bludgeons the son with the with the rock, mm-hmm. and then he stabs the daughter. And as Mr. Kim is like tending to his daughter and trying to like cover her stab wound, Mr. Park is like, "Get the car, get the car," and like you know, ignore whoever that is. You know, get like we need to tend to me and my son. This is him and, also like, like trying to help his daughter, but they doesn't know that they're actually right. have a connection. But yes. he, you know. In, you know, even if even so, even so, he's like saying, let that person go. Mm-hmm. We need to take my son to the yeah. hospital. And so that's when he's like starts to realize like this guy sucks. <laughs> like, You know, he is mm-hmm. he's only thinking about himself. He's only thinking about his family. And that's the moment he decides. Well, well then the final straw, literally, he throws the keys and I think they're under or by the body and right. he holds his nose. Right. To try As and he's grab like moving them. him. Yeah. Literally can't get close enough to someone. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we can all heartily recommend this movie. People Absolutely. go see it. What is it? It's on who or Hulu? No, it's on. I mean, you have to rent it on. I, I rent it on iTunes. I oh, think okay. you can rent it on Vudu and other services like that, but probably out on DVD too. So check it out. Check it out. Mm-hmm. And Max, you got anything? Best of 2019. That's all I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Almost as good as Joker. <laughs> Almost. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye. Oh.